Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Happy Tuesday, everyone. This is your Promenade Middle East correspondent, Megan Cohen, bringing you the regional news for today. First, Israeli Air Force jets arrived in Germany as part of a historic air combat exercise that should last until later this month. This is the first time Israeli planes have ever partaken in air combat exercises in Germany, and they will also perform commemoration flyovers to honor the victims of the Holocaust and the Munich Massacre at the 1972 Olympics. Meanwhile, back in Israel, a suspected terrorist stabbed a 19-year-old Israeli border police officer in Jerusalem's old city. The suspect was killed, but the police officer luckily has survived and is being treated for moderate wounds. In Iran, the Horzan, and I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, it's been a while since I spoke Farsi, chief of police admitted to state media that calls for protests in the province have tripled. He affirmed that the police were fully prepared to deal with them and lead the region into a, quote, Cold autumn. Very ominous, if you ask me. Horizon's biggest city, Mashhad, is plagued with poverty. An airstrike in Yemen by the Iranian-backed Houthis killed 11 government troops in an attack by the northeast and east of capital Sana'a. The Kurdish Workers' Party, or PKK, a Kurdish political and military group classified as a terrorist organization by the United States and Turkey, announced they shot down a Turkish helicopter in northern Iraq as retaliation for the death of one of their commanders last week. At this moment, I cannot find a Turkish response. Pakistan's army chief arrived in Saudi Arabia yesterday to discuss the Kashmir region. This follows Pakistani criticism of Riyadh's loose response to what they call, quote, Indian atrocities in Kashmir. Earlier this month, Pakistan's foreign minister said he would ask Prime Minister Khan to convene a meeting about Kashmir with the Islamic countries outside the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, OIC, if the OIC couldn't do it themselves, a comment which the Saudis took as a threat to their OIC leadership. A Lebanese opposition site reported that Hezbollah head Hassan Nasrallah is hoping to impede the investigation into the blast. According to Al Janubia, the terrorist-in-chief entered into an agreement to blame Israel for the explosion. An agreement with Lebanese President Michael Aoun. While Aoun has been pictured with Nasrallah in the past and was backed by Hezbollah, he also loosely hinted on Saturday that he may be open to talk with Israel after responding, it depends, rather than no, to the question. Hezbollah, meanwhile, said Israel would, quote, pay an equal price if investigations show Tel Aviv was involved. This is quite ironic considering a source revealed that Hezbollah's use of the ammonium nitrate was the main reasons the chemicals just sat there for seven years, but okay, Nasrallah. The Afghani government halted the release of Taliban prisoners today after releasing 80 last week. In doing so, they defied the Jirga, a traditional assembly of leaders, and delayed intra-Afghan peace talks. The government said prisoner releases, which both sides originally agreed to, needed to be reciprocated on both sides. A spokesperson for the Taliban, however, held that the organization had released the 1,000 prisoners necessary to begin talks. And that's it for today. This is Promenade Middle East correspondent Megan Cohen, and thank you for tuning in. Just kidding. I finished this briefing script around 11 p.m. Pacific time, but got additional updates afterwards. So technically, this news is from Tuesday, but it's super related to what we were talking about just before I cut off, and I'm adding it now instead. I really need to start going to bed earlier. 
Al-Arabiya reports multiple rockets struck the diplomatic area of Afghanistan's capital, Kabul, which was then placed under lockdown. A spokesperson for the government said several rockets were fired from two vehicles. It is currently unclear who was behind the attack or whether there were casualties. I'm hoping, obviously, there are no injuries or casualties, but also wondering if this is related to the government blocking the Taliban prisoner releases. Hopefully more information will be available tomorrow. All right, that's really it for today and a bit for tomorrow now. Once again, thank you for listening.